if we think of the question, how to answer this question, when God gives you something about your identity, if you're in the quietness of your, your time with him, and he says, you are this, and he gives you a word about yourself. See, he has given me a word. He has said that I am, in fact, I'll tell you the story really quickly. I ask him, I have spent a lot of time with the Lord. Not, not initially by choice. <laughs> I, was, um, I was running a, I started a business and it wasn't doing well. This was in 2008 and everything crashed in, 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 in the U.S. And my business was not doing well and I was struggling. And I was, I was asked to serve at the church. And so I, I accepted because the Lord said, yes, do it. But I didn't feel like it. I was asked to be the worship leader. So I do enjoy singing. <laughs> That's why I like your worship, by the way, probably. But I was asked to be the, the worship leader, and I said, Lord, I can't be the worship leader. How do you do that? And he said, don't worry about it. Just be the lead worshiper, and I'll take care of the rest. So I just, I, I would get up front and I would say, you know what? I am going to worship the Lord. You can do it if you want. But I'm not going to worry about what you do. I'm not trying to lead you. I am just going to be a worshiper in front of you. So that freed me up. But I would take time. The Lord said, come sit with me. And I'm trying to start a business. And he said, take one day, a whole day every week and sit with me. So I would do this. It started out after 20 minutes or 15 minutes. I thought six hours had gone by. I had to look at my, what, oh, there's nothing happening. I want to do something. I want to, I, want, uh, I want to accomplish something. And yet he quieted and quieted and quieted and quieted my heart for two years. <laughs> it's the most special time. For two years, I took an entire day and I would sit with him for hours until everything quieted. All the noise in my head would quiet. Everything would stop. And I would hear his voice and he would speak to me. See, we want to go after something and accomplish it like we start a business or accomplish it like we do a career. We want to get to know God like we get to know a career. We want to see something happen. We, we, want, we want fire and smoke. We want fireworks. We want to manipulate it. We want to make it happen. That's not how we find him. We find him in the stillness, in the quiet. If you're not willing to be still, like Bishop said, he'll just stand there while you run around and bounce around off the walls and you're trying to accomplish stubbing and you're, you're stubbing your toe, you're hurting yourself, and he says, be still, my son, be still. But when you do, he will speak to you. He said, when you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Jesus even promised that when we are still and quiet, he will manifest himself to us. This is a promise I can make, not by any other person telling me this. I have read it in the word, and when it says I will manifest myself to him, I said, Lord, then I take you at your word. I will stay here until you manifest. And he did. He will do it 
We just tend to run away too, too quickly. The other day we were talking about a, a pheasant or a, a grouse. When the, when the hunter's coming or, or a, a, a prey, an animal coming, the, the grouse will sit there and sit there and all at once it flies because it's afraid. If it would stay seated on the ground, hidden, it would be safe. But it flies too quickly. See, we run away from what God's trying to do because it's not glamorous. It's not powerful. It's not massive. It's quiet. And he wants to speak to you. But when he speaks to you, see, I asked him, I said, tell me my name. You said I have a name. What's my name? And he said, Isaiah 58, 12. That's the reference that came to me. I didn't remember what it said. So I had to look it up. I don't have this on the thing. This is not on my notes here, but you guys are fast. Awesome. So I'm going to just start where he said. He said, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. I said, what's my name? And he gives me Isaiah 58, 12. I didn't know what the verse said. I looked it up and I, sit and I see, and you shall be called. So I said, okay, is that my name? Do I have that many words in my name? That's a long name. God, I don't want to sign that. And he said, I call you restorer of broken hope. <laughs> I said, I'll take it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. I am now called by my Abba, restorer of broken hope. He will speak a name to you. He will speak something to you. Allow him. Don't run away from it. You may be surprised by it. When we are faced with something from the Lord, from our Father, we are given two choices. I want to read what we can say. Actually, I'm going to say this question first. When we hear something, we say, Lord, how, how is this possible? Or how can this be? Two different ways of saying it. When I say that, I can hear it come from a heart of unbelief. Eh, how can this be? Or how can this be? In Luke 1, 34 and 35, we see Mary talking to the angel. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now I want to skip to Mary's response in verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. See, when we hear a word from the Lord and we fold our arms and we say, how can this be? We do not have a heart of faith. We are, we, are, we are not acting out of a heart of belief. We are saying, prove it to me. Instead of saying, with open arms, let it be to me, as you've said. See, God has a plan for every single one of you here. You may look around, you, you may look to the front and say, yeah, but all the leaders are, whoo, look, they're, they're, even the ones that stood up, they're more special than me. But they're not. See, they've been chosen for a time to serve in a place. 
But that does not elevate them. Even Bishop does not elevate. This does not elevate him in any way above you in the presence of God. The enemy will, 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 will get you to look there and say, I could never compare to that. I could never get as high in God's status. Do you believe that God has Fika Kenya on his desk calendar? I believe so. But is it just because of Titus? Is it just because of your bishop? Maybe, maybe it's because of every one of you. Maybe God saw all of the people in Watavia too and said, they're not that far from Thika. Maybe God said, my people are here. And he said, Thika, Kenya is on my desk calendar. And he just said, who's listening? Oh, my son Titus is listening. Hey, Thika, Kenya is on my calendar. He simply told him because he was listening. He wants to tell you something. Your neighbors may be on his calendar too, and he may have you wanting to reach out to them. See, God has a plan for every one of us, and if we look around and compare ourselves, we will stay stationary and never move. God wants you to move into what he's called you to. So we need to take time to get alone with God as our Heavenly Father. Get alone with him and let your spirit cry out, Abba, Abba, show me who I am. And he will reveal something to you that may surprise you. When he does reveal that, write it down quickly. Don't delay. He wants to show you. He wants to communicate to you. He wants to tell you. But the enemy wants to steal it from you. The enemy wants to come in and tell Rahab, you're just a prostitute. The enemy wants to come in and tell you, you're nothing but a whatever. Do not allow it. You take the word of the Lord and you stand on it until you die. If it takes that, you be willing to. You stand on the word of the Lord and you commit yourself to it. The reason is, in standing in your true identity, you allow him to do his work. He told me one time, when you are, this is his word to me, this is God speaking to me. He said, when you are who I call you, then I am myself in you. That is word for word what he told me. When you are who I call you, then I am myself in you. See, God has a heart for every person, but he cannot do it without you. Who is the body on the earth? How does God interact with people? He does it through our hands, through our hearts. See, we've heard these things and we, we, we believe it with our heads. But we need to believe it with our hearts. And we need our hearts to be informed by, him, by God himself. Don't allow, don't just go to other people to be informed about yourself. Take time to get to know your father. Allow him to speak to you. In his presence, he has told me, there are no questions in my presence. There is only revelation. There is only truth. See, God doesn't have any questions. I used to go to him with these why and what about and what this and what's that and I need answers to this and my... And he said, be quiet. Just come. 
and be with me. And so I would just come and be with him. And when I'm sitting with him, he would tell me, this right over here is what I'm doing. He would give me a truth about something I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating. Allow him to speak to you on his time. You don't need to know more about who you are than he will tell you. If you're willing to sit with him, he will tell you everything you need to know. You don't need to get it from somewhere else. So there's two questions that I have when I sit before my, my father. I sit with him and I say, is there anything you want me to know? And he will give me something and I'll write it down. And then I'll say, is there something I should do? Sometimes he says, yes, nothing. <laughs> Sometimes he says, do this. Sometimes the things that he says to do have nothing to do with what he just told me. When he says, here is my word for you today, this is the revelation to you today, and I say, is there anything I should do? Yes, help that lady across the street. And I go, but we're talking about this. He says, no, go over here. Do this. He, he gives me things that are leading me in the area that I'm ready for it. He knows what I'm ready for. And when I can trust him, he leads me properly. This is what he wants to do with every one of you. So the last thing, and then I'll close. Most of our lives, we spend time, uh, if I can say it this way, putting out fires. Uh, that's a, we, we spend time taking care of problems. It may be a financial thing. We got to pay this bill or your, your children were rebellious. So you got to, you got to deal with that. Again, I have five children. They are awesome by the way, but they are not perfect. And I have had to deal with things when I did not want to. So I end up putting out a, a fire or not truly a fire, but taking care of a problem. That's in the tactical level. It's like military. Steve, tactical. When, when, you're, when you're in the fire line, tactical is who's shooting, shoot back. Boom, boom. Take care of it and move. Tactical is, is, is like gut response. If I would walk up and do something, your response would be your tactical response. Those who have become what we see as leaders come up with strategy. So you've had, you have a strategy now for the next two years, leading the church, strategy. But strategy has not even scratched the surface of identity. If it goes one level deeper, you get to mission. What is your mission? You can find some reflections of your identity in your, in your mission. But again, this does not identify you. Destiny Ministries International does not identify you. It is part of the mission. The next level down is purpose. My purpose is restorer of broken hope. And I say, well, that's my identity. No. Do you know what my identity is? We have two choices when it comes to identity. Son or orphan. Let that sink in. I'm going to leave you with this. You have two choices. And two only. Two. 
When I say, who are you? If you are an orphan in your heart, you will be trying to scrap and protect and take care of yourself and look out for yourself. And I have to be careful here. An orphan will never trust the heart of the father. You are either an orphan or a son. And I mean all of you, men and women, you are either an orphan or a son. If you are willing to be honest, he will show you in every area of your life if you are acting in your true identity as a son if you, or if you have become an orphan in that, in that part of your life. So when it comes to righteousness by faith, I believe that Jesus has made me righteous and it has not given me the freedom to sin. It has given me the freedom from the desire to sin. We talked about that the other day. I don't, I don't want to because it's not who I am. So I have sonship in my righteousness with God. No one can take that from me. I would have to give it up. But see, it's in me now. Even healing. When, when something happens in my body, I say, well, how can the body that has the very life that raised Jesus from the dead, how can that have this in? And the sonship brings healing. When I know truly who I am, the healing manifests in my body. The other day, the Lord was showing me that when it comes to the area of money, of finances, <laughs> I was still an orphan. I, I was still careful and, t and, and worried and wondering how this is going to work out. What about this? What about that? And he said, will you trust me? Will you trust me? He said, I am taking you from orphanship to sonship in the area of finances. So this is my conclusion. And, and I don't know how we want to wrap this up, but I do want all of you to take time to ask your Heavenly Father for your name. Ask Him what He calls you. Ask Him. Be willing to listen. Be willing to sit quietly. And then be honest with whether you are a son or an orphan and allow him to lead you into sonship. Thank you.